Hey there, Crosswinds family and friends. Welcome to Crosswinds Unleashed. Each week, we're dedicated to bringing the best stories and biblical life principles from authentic believers. Our podcast breaks down the Christian life through interviews and practical instruction in what we hope will be a fun and accessible way. I'm Craig Cooper, the host of this podcast and lead pastor of Crosswinds Church. I want to give a special shout out to Elijah Merrill, who's actually going to be a part of this podcast. So he is our producer. Uh, also, a shout out to Sheldon Boyce, who's our assistant producer. And then, of course, right now, David Wright, who is uh, actually on the panel, uh, making sure that we're able to to record this thing. Because, again, Elijah is part of this episode. Elijah, it's great to have you on this side of the, of the mic. Oh, always a privilege, Craig. Thank you. And then, Chris, good to have you with us again. Thanks for having me. And Ryan, well, you're here. I'm back, baby. <laughs> Well, I thought it would be fun. We did this a little bit last year, but just sharing some Christmas memories. This is uh, obviously the Christmas season, and we just want to share maybe – it doesn't have to be a profound Christmas memory. I think last year sometimes we, we, we tried to hit uh, sort of the, the deep you know, Christmas memory. Uh, this one we – I'm thinking a little more fun, but if you have something deep and, and that way you can share it too. Uh, but Elijah, we'll we'll uh, we'll we'll, uh, we'll we'll go to a Ryan first and have him share his uh, sort of a Christmas memory, Christmas thought. Perfect. Um, so coming into this, uh, I was a part of last year's uh, episode, and that last year's episode was specifically when I got my first PlayStation Two. But it's changed now because as I get older, and as my child Jordan gets older. She's now grasping and understanding the concept of Christmas. Maybe not the Jesus concept, so to speak, but the understanding of, oh, we go to sleep and uh, Santa comes and then there's presents and stuff like that. So this past year, it was the first time that we, as Vanessa, uh, Vanessa, I, and Jordan got to spend Christmas morning all three together um, by ourselves and have kind of our own Christmas. And as I'm getting older... As much as I think all of us love to receive gifts, as you get older and you start having kids, the giving the gift and watching them receive the gift and open the gift is starting to become my favorite. So it's actually my favorite Christmas memory has now jumped to this past year, which was kind of the first year that Jordan was really understanding Christmas is this and this is what happens. So um, I remember the night before, She's laying in her bed, and of course, the whole, you have to be in bed by the time, you know, so Santa comes and stuff like that, and it's like, she's up, been up for an hour, she's not going to sleep, and it's been silent for a while, and all of a sudden, we just, the monitor pops on, and she's saying, Santa, I'm here, Santa, come and give me presents, Santa, and she's just <laughs> screaming it throughout the house, um, and she's been... A, we thought she was asleep because nothing was on the monitor. Sure. And an hour later, it's 9 p.m., and she's screaming, you know, saying, I'm here. Yeah. Come and give me gifts. And then, you know, the morning that she wakes up and she comes down, she sees all of her gifts and her, you know, expression of, wow. And then the first thing she wants to do is, you know, she wants to open the gifts. But, you know, we FaceTime my parents who they're nine hours away. Thankfully, they get to spend Christmas with us this this year. But, you know. Watching her take the gifts up to the you know computer and just completely being off and ne- the grandparents not being able to see the gifts, but um, just watching her experience that and see her get her first dollhouse and and all that stuff was just, I think for me, 
as getting older, it's it trumps a lot of things. And I and except your first PlayStation, except too. my first, yeah, of course. But Vanessa and I just talked last night. You know, we're super excited for this Christmas because she's getting older, and it's gonna be she's gonna understand it more. And so we were like, probably from every Christmas here on out. It's going to get better and better, and then you know, an, once another kid comes, better and better and better. So we're super excited. But that for me has trumped all of the other ones. So maybe this time next year, I'll have a different one of you know this this Christmas that we have. So yeah, that's neat. That's neat. Yeah, any of us with kids knows this excitement of of seeing them uh, sort of respond mm-hmm. to the season and the way that whatever age they're at, yeah. you know, and that's cool. One of you guys got one to jump in with? I'll go. All right, there you go. I'll go. I um, (laughs) save the best for third. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) or that you can do whatever. I, uh, you know, I was thinking about like a bunch of different like specific memories, and my mind always goes to like fun moments at Christmas Eve services and like taking funny pictures with the staff every year and you know that sort of stuff. But I don't. There's this thing that we've been doing as a family, just my core family over the last like four or five years as we've been going to this like local, uh, they call it the Chris Kindle market in Canadagua. And I, uh, it just happened as at, at the time of recording, it just happened this last weekend and the, the five of us all went together. And I'll be honest, like the market itself doesn't have much to offer me <laughs> because it's like it's all like it's all like wooden wall decorations and like scented candles and all that other stuff but like that's as, not you that's not, not me not no okay. this year there was a a cheese filled pepperoni oh that's good yeah so that, was, okay. Okay. Hey. that was pretty good yeah um but so they're stepping up their game a, was it yeah. a full pepperoni log like a how, full pepperoni log with cheese in it. 12 year old aged cheddar yeah real good yeah i'm in for that um but the thing, the thing I think that gets me about the festival is it's like as my siblings and I have been getting older, the things that we enjoy to do are changing. And like I'll be honest, just like the five of us don't spend that much time together as like the time the time that we spend together is like decreasing each year sure, slowly yeah. as like, you know, my, my one of my sisters has like two jobs now and it's just like it, we're, you know, all over the place. But this we've been pretty consistent in – all right, every year, this one Saturday a year, we go and we get our everybody gets a peppermint mocha from Starbucks and you know, we go and walk around the we take like a ten minute walk from the middle school to the market and it's like snowing and cold. But like I don't know, I think I'm just in I mean, the you're moment. selling it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm in. In the moment I'm still going for the pepperoni log. In the moment, I'm just – I think I'm processing in my mind that these hmm. these are the memories that I'm going to have later yeah. that I'm going to look back to the most. Absolutely. You know? And it's like – it's just clicking in my head already as it's like – because I remember even just a couple of years ago. But it, as it's happening right now, I'm like, man, these are – these are the things that – like I, I took a picture – someone took a picture of just my mom and I and I was looking at it earlier today and I was like, man, I don't know how many – like I, I just I don't know how many more of these experiences mm-hmm. I'm gonna have the five of us all together and so, yeah, I think so that's one, one of them for me. That's good. All right, I'll jump in. We'll save the best for last, Chris. Oh, yeah. Well, best for last, you. <laughs> it's a lot so of pressure now. Pressure's on now. Pressure's on. So this was probably I don't know twelve fourteen years ago, and we're all sitting around opening up presents, all being my wife, my daughter Vanessa, you know, my two sons Jake and Will. 
And so I'm, you know, everyone's taking their turn. I always get in trouble because I enjoy watching other people open up their gifts. So they're always like, you got to open up one now. You got to open up one now. So they would do that and, and uh, I'd open up one and, and then they would go around. Oh, you got to open up another one. So I open up one and, and I can tell that Krista, my wife, and my daughter Vanessa are getting annoyed with me. Now, that's not unusual, but, but in this particular situation it was. And I'm, I'm going, what, what's, what's going on? So finally I said, I, like it hit, I said, is there one you want me to open? And they're like, well, yeah. And I said, well, why didn't you just give me that one, right? So they give me this little box. And um, I start opening it, and I open it up, and there's a set of keys in it. Now, I was always one of those people when you watch on, on you know, people getting cars and stuff for Christmas. I'm like, who gets cars for Christmas? <laughs> I got a truck. And, and so I'm looking at these keys. I'm like, what? Really? And so I look out and so I mean, I, like she calls, she calls the neighbor. The neighbor opens up their garage door and there's a truck. Now, I think they're joking still, but they're not. It's it's like my truck. And like, so I need a new vehicle anyway. I had a Chrysler LeBaron that was sort of, uh, it was uh, going to see see Jesus. It was dying. And, and so it, it was all part of that. So it wasn't, it wasn't like we I got a, uh, you know, nice Escalade, but I got this nice truck and, and I was so excited about it. But all I can think about uh, back at that memory wasn't getting the truck. It was just how annoyed they were, <laughs> but I was opening up the wrong gift, you know, uh, and I was all excited. I'm like, oh, this is great. It's a picture of the kids. Oh, I love it. And I look over and they're both looking like dead eye, you know, like arrows coming out of their eyes at me. Like, why would you open that one? And I picked a small one. Who picks a small one first anyway, right? Yeah. And there's a set of keys in there, but I'll, I'll just never forget that. And then the other boys had no clue because there was no way they were so young that Krista would have trusted either one of them with the because I would have known about the truck way before I got it. But yeah, yeah, a friend uh, who owned a dealership worked it all out so the truck could be over there. And I did not know that. Yeah, so I got the truck, my first truck. I, my, on my second truck now, but that that was yeah, that was a, that was a special. No longer did I have to when I went deer hunting. If you don't like hunting, that's okay. You don't have to go. But when I when I went deer hunting, I would used to have to strap the deer to the back of my uh, car, and and now I didn't have to do that. I, I had it. And I don't think I've ever gotten a deer since. Shot, I was going to say, you haven't shot a deer since. Yeah, I don't since. think I've ever gone since. So I have a nice truck to put it. No, it hasn't happened. So I don't know what that means. But anyway, yeah. So that, that's always funny. Just And I think we've all been there where you get someone a gift and you just want them to open mm-hmm. it. So I get why they were being cruel for me at a Christmas morning. But I forgive them. There's no bitterness or anything. <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> here we go, Chris. Well, my turn. So – you know, as we're sitting here before the starting the recording, I was wrestling with which memory to share and had a, had a whole bunch I was thinking of. But just hearing Ryan and Eliza share uh, brought something to mind for me. And, uh, you know, my kids are getting older and we have to be more intentional than ever about like quality family time. And I've always loved Christmas and cherished Christmas Day and and valued the traditions that we've gotten to establish and develop as a family. And one of those traditions, and and I actually think it kind of, we inherited it from my wife, her growing up tradition is on Christmas morning, our kids would wake us up at, I don't know what time your kids woke you up, but they're in our room by 5 a.m. Absolutely. Um, And we would go downstairs and do all the presents, and then we would make um, a thing of sticky buns and eat them for breakfast. And that was that was the end of Christmas morning, the big part of it. And it all took, you know, 35 minutes and it was over, you know. And then the rest of the day we're tired and and the kids are off playing. And, and, and so I had come up with an idea. I think this was probably five years ago now 
where it would, in my mind, give us more time. It would slow down Christmas morning a little bit and drag it out a little bit more, which in my mind was great. My kids hated the idea, but we (laughs) did it anyway. And that was when we go downstairs on Christmas morning, they could open up their stockings. Okay. And then we would stop and make the sticky buns, sit down together at the table, eat the sticky buns, and then go open up the rest of the presents. And that first year, my the thought of that just – my kids hated it. Um, but now it's something we do every year, and it's made Christmas morning just so much uh, more meaningful and significant and, and um, spending time together before and not just about opening up presents. It's funny because I remember as a kid – my dad, every Christmas morning, would make us wait for his pot of coffee to brew before we could open up any presents. Oh, okay. And this was, you know, it took forever, six million years for his pot of coffee to brew, but we were not allowed to do anything until he had his cup of coffee, and I hated it. But it was probably safer for the family. <laughs> yes, but it dragged things out. Sure, you know, sure. I'm wondering, I never asked my dad, I should ask my dad, you know, was that a ploy to just make it last a little longer, like my because, ploy? No, I just need my coffee. Yeah. <laughs> so. But either way, yeah, I, th- I, think that, I think that is a challenge, isn't it? To, yeah. to mm-hmm. sort of, I, I think I enjoy the anticipation more than I do the moment, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. You know, I love the the whole leading up to, but it does seem like then you get there and you blink your eye and it's done. Yeah. Up until I was about eighteen, we had this, a similar thing. I would I would stay the night at my sister's house, and she's she's twenty five years older than me. But her son, who's ten years younger than me, we'd always have this tradition of I would we would sleep together in the room. And I'd lay on the floor, and he'd lay on the bed, and he never fell asleep, which is why I slept on the floor. But he was, I think, I mean, 10 years younger than me, so I did it till I was about 16, 17. So he was 6, 7, whatever. And when we would wake up, of course, we'd always wake up at 5. The anticipation, we'd have to call my parents, who lived like 10, 15 minutes away, and we couldn't open up gifts until they got there. And, of course, we're calling them out of sleep. Like they are sleeping. So it, 10, 15 minutes away is more like a half an hour. And I remember thinking to myself, even as like a 16-year-old, this is ridiculous. <laughs> this is the longest thing I've ever had to do to wait. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, it, it was all part of that, you know, anticipating, looking at the gifts and stuff like that. And he, I mean, he was six, seven, eight, and he was an only child. Kind of like me too, but I was older. But I mean, he would get massive things. He got like a... a arcade hoop one time he got a full wrestling mat one time he got a boat i'm not like a full boat a full bass boat i think that was a little gift from for the dad kind of gifted it to him but yeah so i remember sitting there and just seeing the crazy things that he got in my like seven gifts but it was fun it was fun <laughs> but it to was watch. fun it was fun to watch him get a boat you know so, but it would have been more fun if you got if a boat. I got a boat. Yeah, that's right, that's right. But yeah, all right. So here I you hope go. Your parents will listen to this podcast. I oh, hardly they know. They know. I hardly ever have, have ever shared this story. My brother will not like me sharing it, even to this day. But it reminded me when you talked about sort of staying in the same room. So mm-hmm. my brother and I would do the same thing when we were growing up. He would come into my room, yep. and um, he'd be in there. And my job, as he got as I got older, was to try to keep him in that room as long mm-hmm. as possible. One time I woke up, it's Christmas morning, and I'm wet. And I'm like, did I pee myself? You know, and I, I, and I feel myself, and I realize, no, I'm wet, but not where you would be wet. 
trying to do this in a PG-type way on our podcast. <laughs> and what I realized was my brother was still a bedwetter. He had actually wet our bed and left me in it. That was the, the – that's, that's a tough morning. Merry Christmas, brother. Yeah, that's a yeah, tough morning. Yeah, that was, that was how I started one of my Christmas. He's probably like, what'd you do? Yeah, what'd yeah. What'd you do? Yeah, 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 yeah. He was this I, – I actually got up and remember seeing him <laughs> in his room. That was probably the first Christmas fight of the day was probably that that moment. But I, I, I hardly ever shared that because it's not the, the holly jolly Christmas story. I could have done without that story. Well, I, I don't know. I, I, I think for some out there, well, thank they you might, for sharing, Craig. For some out there, that might be the story that that, that brings them that Christmas joy. Yes, I, doubt I do it. remember my first Christmas as a Christian was still happening as I was sleeping in the same room as him, and it was a, it was a completely different experience. It was like I'm celebrating Jesus for the first time, you know. So I do remember that. I do remember that was when I was 18. So. Our Christmas morning is, you know, we – it sounds cheesy and corny, but we still do it to this day. The the kids come wake us up, but we – in our bedroom, before we leave the bedroom, we read from Luke, the, the Christmas story sure. from Luke, and then we sing happy birthday to Jesus. That's cool. Um, and we still do it, and our kids, you know, they're older, you know, still want to do that sure. and still know we're going to do that. So. I think I made a sound earlier, like it's just twenty minutes and Christmas morning's over for us. But it's it, well, we're talking about stuff, the, you know, the commercialized gift. part yes, of Christmas. You know, we're not Christmas, but you just saying yeah. your first Christmas as a believer made me think of that too. So I do have to say, as someone who is now in a new family for the past, I'd say six years, going strong on spending Christmas with not my family, I am very thankful for the people who have instilled. And continued and I came from a family that really didn't have traditions. Like the tradition was stayed in the same room as my nephew and then we call their parents. But with keeping traditions, I do gotta say, the people who now I am in the family with have great traditions that I, I think have adopted into, you know, reading stories the night before and which is something that was I remember the first time I experienced that, I was like, This is foreign to me. <laughs> Because like, that's what we do at our house. We do we the do. Christmas story the night before on Christmas Eve. We do Christmas Mouse. And then we do Santa, Santa Mouse. Mouse. And then we do um, Twas the Night Before Christmas. We do Twas the Night. But that was that was one of my that was my first time. We get Christmas PJs, which yes. is bussin'. It's amazing. I love it. Um, but yeah, so my traditions weren't really a thing until I got married, and then I'm like, oh, these are traditions. I like these. Yeah. Final thought. We'll go around. Go around the wheel here. Elijah, we'll start with you. I'll finish this up. And just final thoughts as we talk about Christmas to those who are listening, anything you want to say that doesn't have to do with having your brother wet the bed? <clears throat> oh, man. Pressure's high then. Um... Also, side note, just noticed Elijah and I are wearing the exact same shirt. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, you mean... We well, have to get too bad. It's a podcast. We have to get the yeah. video, video for yeah. the podcast. Going. Everyone knows. I just noticed that. Wow, I just noticed wow, that too. Amazing. Make a note, Sheldon. Um... Yeah, you know, I feel like – so I'm coming up. This is like my – gosh, my eighth Christmas on staff here at Crosswinds. And like being in the technical and the worship side of things, it's like there's so much work that goes into getting service to happen. And then like – so I'll be honest. Like some of the days, the the, the main days leading up to Christmas, I'm just – sometimes I'm stressed to the max because there's like – all these things going on. And then last year we had like microphones that were dying and like all this other stuff, right? But 
the thing that always hits me is after all of that happens and I get home on Christmas Eve and like the the core family stuff starts, like we do PJs on Christmas Eve and, you know, stuff like that. And so I every single year without fail, by the time we get to that point, there's this like overwhelming feeling that and I've been talking to my siblings about it recently that it's like, man, it's like tomorrow's Christmas and then this season is over again. And it's just kind of sad, you know, because you there's like for us and for me personally, like Christmas brings out such good memories and such joyful memories. I'm blessed to have those memories that come out like that, you know. And I think by the time you get to Christmas Eve for me and I get home and I'm like, oh, man, I have like what? 24, 48 hours left of, of this Christmas season with my family. And, and so all that to say, like, just, I, I've been challenged this year and kind of in tie with my memory, like I've just been challenged to be more intentional in the moment leading up and, um, and that like just value the time that I get to have with my, that I get to have with my family, you know, as tough as it can be sometimes, you know, with like everybody having different jobs or whatever, but it's like, yeah, just, I guess my thing I would say is, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a joyous season for a multitude of reasons. Don't just let it flash by, you know, just take it in and enjoy it and wait for the next one. So that's what I got. Hi, what do you got for us? Probably as <clears throat> said a lot, but as I get older, well, as I was younger, I never really thought about establishing traditions as now my own family unit. But it's not really like a thing for people to take away. But I mean, f- I, from what I'm gathering here, this conversation says traditions mean a lot, specifically around this time of the year. You know, we hold a lot of it near and dear to our hearts. And, you know, as you're whatever, I think just whatever age you are listening to this, I think it doesn't last forever. I, I don't, I haven't spent, a, you know, I spent eight years on Christmas Eve night with my nephew and experiencing all those traditions. And that hasn't happened in 12 years. So, you know, enjoying the moments of tradition that happen and being grateful for it. Cause I can find myself getting into, getting into the routine of tradition and be like, here we go again, you know, but it really truly is. I think looking back on it and hearing from people at, at different ages and later stages of life of that, even even in those times, thinking back and creating traditions and stuff like that. So I I look forward to – this is a nice little refresher on looking forward to the traditions that we get to have um, during this time of the year, whether it lasts 24 to 48 hours or whether it's you know a little bit different. So I'm excited for that. That's my final thought. Chris? Yeah, Ryan kind of – stole mine. You know, but I was just thinking of – of the value of traditions, I'm not a I'm not a traditions person usually. Um, I like trying new things and I like change and everything. But when it comes to Christmas, I've I value the traditions that I experienced as a child, <clears throat> and I look back on them with extremely fond memories. Um, and I value the traditions that we've established as a family. And one thing that I'm appreciating now, as my kids are getting older, is seeing them value the traditions that we've had as a family. Um, you know, disclaimer, if you have young kids listening, turn this off now. But as my kids have gotten older, you know, Santa Claus is not 
so much. Not part of the scene Not as much. Not part of the scene as much, but they still want to do the Santa stuff mm-hmm. yeah. because they um, enjoy that, that, enjoy that. And uh, it's just been kind of encouraging to see uh, that my kids have, you know, as if you have teenagers, you know, they, they kind of start doing their own thing and, and, and it becomes more challenging to have consistent, authentic time together just because they're off doing their own thing and, and that's okay. But when it comes to this type of year, it's really mm-hmm. – it is a great time of year to be intentional about quality time and, and don't let those traditions go. Because, yeah, and don't think they don't want them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't just take for granted they don't because you're right. Um, they probably cherish them more than they, than they let on sometimes too. I think for me, I, I you know don't want this to be an infomercial, but but it's going to be for a little bit, I guess. But I love Christmas Eve service. Um, for me, it's a little different, you know. Uh, so my kids grown up with me being their pastor almost their entire life. Uh, so Christmas Eve is a busy time for me. I've always been in a situation where we've done multiple services, and so um, we've always scheduled time. Sometimes it was in between services. I'd rush home and, and do the, you know, the Christmas story, which was the night before Christmas, Santa Mouse with them, head back and do some Christmas Eve services. But I just love that because for me, there's a tradition where we do that as a family, but we also do that with my church family. And then because of my past um, and realizing I was raised in a home where I was uh, it was pro-church. They dropped me off at church. My parents weren't Christians for many years. Christmas and Easter were the two times they went, for sure, right? And so I have a special place in my heart for people that, that come to those services that may not go to church any other time. And so Christmas Eve is a big deal. So I got it. Here's the, here's the infomercial part, right? And so we have Christmas Eve services here at Crosswinds on Wednesday the 21st at 630. And some people say, well, that's not Christmas Eve. And I, well, that's the best part about it. Um, you'll probably invite people to Christmas Eve service, and they'll say, I'm sorry, I'm busy, I've got family stuff going, and you can go, hey, great, we actually have one on Wednesday the 21st. And we find that it's one of our one of our really, um, one of our fuller services because of that reason. Um, people are either going away or they're able to get friends and family to come who wouldn't be able to come on Christmas Eve. But we do on Christmas Eve have services at 2, 4, and 6. And so uh, there's an opportunity to 2, 4, and 6 on Christmas Eve, then Wednesday the 21st at 6.30. You don't have to memorize any of that. You just got to memorize crosswinds.church. If you go there, you can see the times. And we actually are, we believe so much in, in um, the Christmas Eve services being a time of the church family gathering and a great time to invite friends. At Crosswinds, we believe in that so much. We're actually putting the whole week's worship effort into those services. So if you show up on the 25th, which is Sunday this year, Christmas Day, um, that's great, but the doors will be locked. Um, but but come the night before, and some people out there will say, well, you're not in service on Sunday. No, we're doing it on the traditional Sabbath this year. We're doing it on Saturday. And so come on out and be a part of the services. Um, again, Wednesday the 21st at 6.30, um, then Christmas Eve at 2, 4, and 6. And again, you don't have to memorize any of that because all you need to do is go to crosswinds.church. And if you go to crosswinds.church, then you can find out about all things Crosswinds. We're right now in the midst of our Christmas series, A Christmas to Remember. We're celebrating Advent. And as we talk about all the stuff that are these memories, and some of them had to do with the real reason for for the season, some of them had to do with some of the extracurricular stuff that we've added over time. But we are focusing on these weekend services, the real reason, how that first 
Christmas as a Christmas to remember because it could make this Christmas a Christmas to remember as well because of him. And so come on out. Be a part of what we're doing on the weekend. But certainly, um, come on out. Bring family, friends, Wednesday to 21st, 630, Christmas Eve, 2, 4, and 6, crosswinds.church, such we can find out all that information. Uh, but for now, thanks for joining us. Uh, next week, we got some more Christmas memories we're going to share with you of a different crew who will be coming in here from staff. Uh, but for now, be blessed and bless others, and I hope you're having a Merry Christmas. And in the midst of all the busyness that is Elijah was challenging us, pause. Pause and enjoy not just your family and friends, but most importantly, your Savior. So God bless you. Have a good day. <music>